Jesus said, I'm a good shepherd. Um, and, you know, being a part of the church that sort of resonates, that we're just kind of bumbling like a bunch of sheep, doing the best we can. Sometimes I think uh, a better illustration would be, sometimes church feels more like herding cats than sheep. Um, and especially during confirmation and these just amazing and beautiful kids that, um, that, that I, along with uh, Kelly and Julia, had a chance to teach for 12 weeks. And uh, we've gotten a lot of awesome questions. Uh, a lot of them that we had to say, I don't know, you know, and I'll get back with you on. But they're, you're just amazing young people. Um, I want to remind you, Confirmands, the Confirmation is not a 12-week program. I mean, we've been, we've been thinking about you and praying for you all of your life. For those of you, and some of you were actually baptized as infants in this church, we made some big promises on that day that we would serve as an example, that we would not lead you astray, that we would serve as a good example of what it means to follow Jesus, to say I'm sorry, to make peace, to speak truth to power sometimes, to confront when we felt like we needed to, to do the right thing. And I want to tell you, confirmands, that, that we did, none of us graded out 100. We made mistakes along the way. We're sinners redeemed by loving God. And so are you. But this is a big deal. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So as a church, we've been working on voice recognition. We work on it every single week. Like, how do you know if it's God pushing you and prodding you and guiding you? How do you know? How can we recognize that it's a voice of God speaking? Because, you know, if you say that in some circles, people might think you're crazy, right? That you hear God's voice. I'm here to tell you that God's voice sounds just like Jesus' voice. It says in 1 Corinthians 5 that Jesus Christ is the exact imprint of God's very being. And whatever we see of Jesus, that's what we believe of God. Jesus brings the very heart and character of God in focus. As we studied scriptures, I hope you noticed that and God tried all kinds of ways early on. Sent them prophets, did this, did that, did this, did that. And the people would not listen. The people would not listen. And finally God said, I'll come down there myself. And all of a sudden, right in the middle of your Bibles, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's what we focus on. That's what we listen to. And we listen to the words of God through the lens of Jesus. In fact, we look at the whole world through the lens of Jesus. So that when Jesus says, Father, forgive them, they know not what they're doing. Maybe that helps us to see the world through the lens of forgiveness. Or when we hear Jesus say, take up the cross and follow me. We're going to put a cross on everybody, all ten of your shoulders. 
we remember that not everything Jesus did was easy or shiny or fluffy and they didn't get rewarded for everything that he did. Sometimes the way is not so easy. Not because God makes it hard, but because the world, a bruised and broken and jagged world, often makes it really hard. So we want to tell you, be careful of the voices that you listen to. Be careful. Because not every voice belongs to Jesus. There are voices in the world that tell you to put yourself first and be selfish and be greedy and take it all for yourself. You know that's not Jesus. Let it go. There are other voices that say, get even. Do unto others before they do it to you. Have you ever heard that one? It's not in the Bible. But a lot of people live like that. Jesus reminds us, don't return evil for evil. And y'all, that's hard. It's hard sometimes to pick up on the voice of Jesus. But we're here to tell you that it's possible. On Thursday mornings, I, I'm part of a, a Bible study of, of men. It's, a, it's really a bunch of Episcopalians. I'm just the to token Methodist, you know. And, and, uh, but one of the guys there, his name is Andrew. And Andrew well, his name is Andy, right? Uh, and uh, he is the, he's one of the veterinarians at the, at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So he takes care of a lot of the animals that they, that they do for research, make sure that they're treated humanely, but he takes care of them. He loves those, he loves those animals. And uh, he said, Bruce, as a veterinarian, you can go out on a farm, and there's a guy out in Startville. That's where he grew up. He said, out in Startville, there was a rancher. And man, when that farmer got out there, he said, and hollered at, the, at, at, at that cattle, they listened to every word he said. He, he would, you know, and they would come, you know, come and, and they would, and he would have it. And he said, no matter how much you could try to mimic his voice, they wouldn't listen to anybody but their rancher. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, I don't know this, but researchers tell me that when you're in the womb, you start to hear your mom's voice. You can actually hear your parents talk a little bit. So that when you're out in the world, that, that voice imprint is only that voice recognition. Jesus told this story not in the abstract. It's easy to go, oh, you know, he just, oh, what a nice little metaphor. No, you have to read in John 9 what happened. What happened in John 9 right before Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd in John 9, they kicked a guy out of the synagogue. Why? He was blind and Jesus healed him. And you would think, you would think that everybody would be throwing him a reception like we're going to do for y'all. But uh-uh-uh, Jesus broke the rules. You got healed on a Sabbath. That's a no-no. And so they were all there, right? And they were picking on this guy. And this poor guy was like, look, all I know is that I couldn't see. I heard Jesus' voice. To go into the waters. And now I can see. Well they didn't like that. The religious leader said. Where are your parents? Parents came in. And the parents threw him. This poor guy under the bus. They said well he's you know he's of adult age. You ask him. And they got out of there. They kicked him out. Of the community. They kicked him out. 
And so they were all stunned to see how these people were being treated just because, just because he saw something and Jesus healed him. And that's when Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. When he finally could see, Jesus came back around when he was all alone on the steps and he finally saw the guy whose voice that he heard. And I'm here to tell you, when you hear Jesus' voice, things start to happen. The blind see, the dead come out of tombs, the water turns to wine. Now, you're not of age, so don't, don't take... But the first miracle Jesus did was a wedding, and they ran out of wine, and it was so embarrassing to do that. You don't want to run out of shrimp or wine you know, at your wedding, right? And Jesus' mama was panicking because she's a good Jewish mom, like, do something, son. She was poking him. Finally said, my time hadn't come. And then finally she said, do something. And she looked at, the, at some of the uh, workers there and said, listen to him. And he said, go grab some jars of water. And they got all these jars. And all of a sudden it turned into the finest Italian wine in the world, right? Because when, G- when, when people listen to Jesus and respond, amazing things happen. Mountains are moved. When you hear the voice of Jesus, you start to think, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you hear the voice of Jesus, you know that you can have the courage to move on and to serve and to do the courageous because it's not all up to you. It's Jesus working through you. Which is why we're so excited about today. Your proof that Jesus still speaks Whatever your response has been to this, we're excited for you and we're proud of you and we love you. And see, now that you're being confirmed, you got to help other people recognize the voice of Jesus. This is not just all about receiving. It's about an obligation and a calling that you have in your life. So you got to keep working on it. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. And keep asking God, where are you speaking? Because somebody at your school needs to know how to recognize the voice of Jesus. And you may be the only Jesus and the only Bible that they ever see. So you're in the ministry. <laughs> and we're proud of you and we love you. Congratulations on the decisions you're making today. Let us pray. God, you are still the good shepherd. And Lord, I know these young people are a little bit nervous now, but you never get nervous and you're right there with them. We pray that the decisions they make today, that they make fully with their hearts and their minds and their hearts and their bodies in all their relationships, That from this day forward, they're Christians on purpose. That they're your sheep. And that they can recognize your voice wherever they go. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.